Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, welcome back to another Soul Driven episode. It's a solo one, and that means it's just you and me. <laughs> For whatever reason in my mind, I was like picturing, you know, like those old, uh, like maybe that it's still happening, like, you know, the radio shows where it's like a romance hour, and like somebody's got a deep voice. <laughs> and it's like, it's just you and me, and we're talking about love tonight. <laughs> oh, the goofiness abounds. It's all good, right? <laughs> I hope it made you smile, because that's the best. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll calm down. Okay, so welcome back, and thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you couple of things on the front end I just wanted to share and also just to find out like what's up how is your November going right um I have to say I I'm really kind of flying through this month feeling good feeling good energy's high I've been feeling very clear for the most part um my father came to town and he's like my favorite person in the world so that certainly rocked um yeah I don't know it's it's been interesting you know I I was like waiting for the hammer to drop a bit last week with the astrology that was coming in but it was just like Wednesday arrived I was good Friday arrived I was good you know like horoscope says today is going to be a tough day and I'm like really I'm not experiencing that you're broken dude (laughs) I'm all good with it you know I think it's really interesting that, uh, well, there's a lot of discussion right now in the spiritual community about this difference between the 3D and the 5D, you know, because we're in, we're in a shift and we're going to be in a shift for a long time from 3D to 5D. So like some of us are experiencing the world as it's like ending right? It's just like, oh my gosh, this is the worst ever. How am I going to get through this? What is happening? Um, To the other extreme where it's like, I'm in 5D. I'm like living in this loving energy. Things are flowing. Things are going good. Um, And first of all, I just want to say there's no shame regardless of where you're at ever, ever, ever. Uh, and, And I don't think that there's anyone on this planet who just stays in 5D considering the state of our planet, the state of our affairs. It's not happening. Um, maybe in another 15 to 25 years, sure. Might even be less than that, and that would be amazing. But um, I just want to be realistic and say, you know, I'm going to have great days, and I'm going to have shit days, and that's just the way it is. 
I know, especially if I'm not taking care of myself, getting sleep and eating nicely, then it might feel a lot worse than it actually is, you know, and or I might just not have the energy to handle it. I've kind of really just been, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know if the fact that I've kind of been cruising through this month and mind you, eclipse season is, is hitting, uh, starts this week. I believe it's Friday the 19th, kind of looking over my, oh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. I think it is Friday. Yeah. Um, the lunar eclipse in Taurus and this is supposed, these kicks off the eclipse season. That means there's two. The second one's going to be at the beginning parts of December for the new moon. Uh, this one will be kicked off with the full moon. So who, who knows? But I have really been working to cultivate and strengthen my toolbox, you know, my spiritual toolbox, my like non-negotiables for my everyday that seem to be keeping me in pretty good shape. I've also really just been doing my best to lead with curiosity, which is something I've talked about in the last couple of episodes. Um, and I just can't stress it enough. You know, there have definitely been opportunities that have popped up with my partner, um, even with my father when he was here in town, where like, you know, potentially under different circumstances, I might have taken what they said and really taken it personally or taken it incorrectly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit dyslexic and in that I can, I can read sentences wrong. <laughs> I've gotten myself in trouble before when I've been like, you said what? <laughs> you know, like in a text message and they're like, um, I said this and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so lead with curiosity and do yourself a favor. If you are finding yourself in the midst of a tough time, even if you don't have a spiritual toolkit, you know what? It's not a problem. Um, make sure that you are doing things that bring joy into your life that cause you to laugh, you know, watch something funny, get around someone who's funny. I feel like kids are great for this because it's just like the way they see the world is like, you know, all bright eyed and, and they're just funny. I, I, I really enjoy kids, but you know, I don't have any kids. So <laughs> that might be, you know, that, that might be an extra pleasure point for me. Um, but anyway, make sure that you are signed up for my email list because this Friday I'm going to be sending out an email with a bunch of links to different tools to help build a spiritual toolkit. So if you aren't on my email list, make sure to sign up. If you are, you'll be getting that on Friday. It's just going to have some links to some of my favorite things that I like to incorporate. Um, they're all kind of like quicker things too. So I'm not going to be giving you like tons of, you know, heavy, like, oh, I have to set aside 30 minutes just to do this. I mean, yeah, if you want to, you can, right? You can do a couple of them, but I'm going to be sharing um, several different tools that I really love and really lean on in hopes that, so that you can kind of pick and choose, right? Because one thing isn't for everybody. So we'll just not go about that. Um, and also just a reminder, if you are going through a difficult time or things have been tough, make sure to check out November's reading because it was beautiful and encouraging and insightful. And you can check out the timestamp on the blog, on our website, in our show notes, go right there and, um, you know, 
bypass my mumbo jumbo. Just listen to the reading. It's here for you. That's why I channel these through every month, right? Um, and finally, I wanted to share something that I've really, that I've been doing, but is really kind of starting to ramp up is I've been teaching local classes um, on how to read the Akashic Records. And it's just been incredible to work with people one-on-one, -on -one, like face-to-face, -face, I should say, and in a group setting. I love groups. I'm just kind of giddy. Uh, I, I barely sleep when I come home from one because I'm just amped up on energy late into the night. <laughs> but um, if you are local to Wilmington, North Carolina or somewhere close enough to drive, I'm going to be hosting another one in December. And um, I believe it's the 16th. I'm going to pull up my calendar while I'm talking to you. You can check out Prana Salt Cave in Wilmington, North Carolina, if you want to sign up for that. Uh, the last one was sold out. We had a packed house. It was awesome. But we keep them small so that everybody has the chance to really kind of dive in. You know, um, the class is really cool. It's kind of structured like um, at the beginning we do a meditation. I channel through a message for everyone that I send out later for them to keep. Then we dive into learning about the Akashic Records and then the last portion of the class, everyone, we like go into our own records. So everyone gets to experience going in their own records and then coming back and talking about it. And like, there's just so much learning. It's just really cool. It's so exciting for me to see people who originally thought like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I've got this skill. Go in and experience something really awesome. So um, it is on, let's see, what am I doing here? What am I doing? What am I doing? It is on the 16th. Okay. That is a Thursday at 6.30. Um, and I'm also going to be teaching one of these online. So make sure to stay tuned for next episode. I'll definitely be uh, releasing that date at that time. But if you want to join me online, I'm going to be kind of doing the same thing. I've actually done a very similar workshop to this. Um, a smaller, shorter one though. Much quicker. Um, it's usually about a two-hour workshop, just kind of depends on how many people we have signed up, but I'm going to also be keeping that one smaller. So, um, and it's, it's, again, it's just awesome. It's a great way for you to learn how to start utilizing the Akashic Records in your life if that is something that you're interested in. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, today's episode is different. It's like... I didn't intend on this. It was really wild how it all happened. I was in meditation and I had set an intention. Well, let me back up. One of the things that I've really been getting invited to do <laughs> is to start setting intentions before I meditate, which if you haven't done this, highly recommend, highly recommend, definitely do it. And you could do it for something general, like I want to feel at peace. I want to feel love. I want to connect with my guides, or if you have a specific question that you're really trying to figure out. So on this particular day, um, I actually just set the intention to connect with my higher self and my guides. And um, it was kind of wild because I was coming up on the like deadline point for recording this solo episode, and I didn't have a topic yet, which is kind of crazy because I always have a topic. I should say not always, mostly usually have a topic 
and I have lists of topics, but like none of them felt right for this week. And so I was just like, okay, I've been here before where like <laughs> basically at the, the 11th hour, they'll, they'll give me my topic and I'm talking about my guides. Like it will intuitively come downloaded to me and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, this one was very different and that they shared that they wanted me to talk about rejection. They wanted me to share about all the things I've been going through with rejection for the past couple of years, like how this is culminating for me and share some things I just found out about my purpose and correlation with rejection. But then to channel through a message from the Akashic Records about rejection for you. The thing is, when we think about rejection, you know, it's a, it's a very multifaceted word and and not necessarily in in like its description, right? Like the definition of rejection, um, but more so just like what actually comes like what can fall underneath rejection. It's like when you think about our emotions, right? Everything that we do or say or feel, everything comes from love or fear, period. That's at the root core. But I mean, like love and fear, you know, those kinds of things can look like everything underneath the sun, right? They can look like a myriad of things. Um, joy, you know, peace, um, uh, happiness, uh, uh, yeah, whatever, you know, love, Um Fear, of course, rejection, right? Anger, uh, sadness, um, all of these things. So, and rejection's the same way. It's like one of those emotions that can kind of be at the bottom of like all of these other different types of feelings. So, like um, the actual definition, according to um, the Oxford Languages Dictionary, is the dismissing or refusing of a proposal, idea, etc., etc., etc. So we've got a bunch of words that will kind of just help you think about this a little bit. Um, so we've got refusal, non-acceptance, uh, dismissal, spurning, um, abandonment, forsaking, desertion, exclusion, cold shouldering, ostracizing, um, blacklisting, avoidance, ignoring, snubbing, brush off, a kick in the teeth, <laughs> right? I mean, like, these are all different ways in which rejection is expressed. So not only as I start to talk about rejection and we go into this reading about rejection, I really want you to kind of like keep that wide range view on rejection and how it actually plays out in your life because it can hit us in so many different ways. Um... And it's so fascinating to me that it even happens like this, right? So rejection is something that, again, has just really been coming up in my life so much. And it's wild to me that they actually wanted me to talk about this because like, I'm still at the beginning, as far as I feel, even though I've been dealing like, well, I have been dealing with rejection my entire life. In fact, one of my main life themes for this incarnation is to overcome rejection, period. And actually what's really funny is um, there's a gentleman who's written a book and uh, I heard him on a podcast. He talks about the 10 different levels um, 
of our soul growth. And, and the guy that was interviewing him, um, he was like, <laughs> the gentleman who wrote the book, and um, I'm going to have to look this up now, ah! now that I'm talking about it. So he, he's a really interesting gentleman. His name is Ansley McLeod. And his book, The Instruction, it's living the life your soul intended. It talks about like the 10 different levels, the 10 different ages, actually, of your soul. And in the book, you find out things like your life theme, like all kinds of stuff. But he talked about um, how like podcasters are pretty much like they always kind of have the (laughs) uh, rejection as one of their life themes, which I thought was interesting. Anyway. So this is something that I have like been dealing with hardcore my entire life. And if you think about the word rejection, you've got people on both sides of the sphere, right? You've got those who are like ultra sensitive to rejection and those who are who experience it and who hurt from it but aren't as sensitive, right? Um, for instance, my partner, he definitely has felt incredible rejection and I've seen him go through it and you know, he hurts and he goes on. It doesn't, it's not crippling to him like it has been for me in my life. And thankfully, it's not crippling for me either anymore, but it definitely used to be. And especially from people that I really care about, which is a very like odd thing about me because like I'm both very sensitive to rejection, meaning I really want people to like me. And then both like, the one of the most rebellious people you'll ever meet. So like, I also don't give a crap what people think of me. <laughs> right? Um, who knows how that works and, and why I put that together in one lifetime, but I did. Um, well, actually, I have recently come to understand why. Side note, but just to let you know, like, you know, I am a very rebellious person. And Quite frankly, like what people think about me doesn't really phase me often. However, I've had this like aversion to rejection my entire life. And I talked about this on the people pleasing episode that I shared a couple months ago that I did. Um, I grew up in a home where I was constantly rejected by my mother, just continuously rejected. And I found out a couple of years ago that uh, through a psychic that she's actually one of my teachers for rejection in this lifestyle in this lifetime. So don't be mad at my mom. She's actually here to help me out. <laughs> That's how, you know, we, we actually set these things up with each other. But um, and I was so thankful to find that out and to understand that because it has certainly helped the way that I viewed our relationship or viewed that rejection that I've felt my entire life. And I mean, I'm talking about rejection for everything, you know, the the way I looked, what I do, who I am, you know, what I believe, like everything. And of course, we all do, right? Like on some level or another, even if you grow up in a family where your parents love you and they encourage you and they support you, you go out into the real world and like, that's not flying, right? (laughs) For the most part, like, you know, uh, your friends don't, or people don't think you're cool enough to hang out with them or the person that you want to be with rejects you. Or like, there's so many examples, right? You don't get the job cause they're like, you don't fit into their culture. I mean, like <laughs> there's so many different ways in which we're rejected and 
if you're someone who's super sensitive to it like I am, then you learn to play small. You learn to keep quiet. You learn to like manipulate. And that is no good, right? I think on some level I've become like this, you know, because I'm I'm so adept at seeing and reading people and knowing their emotions, knowing what's going on, that I think that a part of me has really learned how to, you know, kind of get my way through different rejections without feeling the sting, um, you know, either from them at all because it doesn't happen or when it does happen, you know, it doesn't hurt me that much. Um, it's a fascinating thing when we dive into our own psychology. And mind you, these are not things I'm proud of to share with you, but I'm just being honest about it. I think that's what I got to do here for you. So <laughs> the really interesting thing about rejection is that it permeates this planet. Everyone experiences rejection and rejection in, in the most deepest of ways. And so what I really want to do is I want to just kind of um, dive into this reading and then I'm going to pop back on the other side and we're going to kind of dive into to it a little bit more because healing rejection, first of all, when this message came through, it's, it was really fascinating to me because it wasn't a message that channeled through easily. And I think it's because I was trying to like, I don't know, I was, I wanted the answers so bad that, uh, well, first of all, I had no idea what the heck they were going to say. They were just like, you know, like my guys were like, you should channel through a message on rejection. So I was like, okay, no idea what that's going to be about. I didn't realize we were going to kind of get like a little bit of a lesson on rejection and then find out like how to heal it and those kinds of things. And so like as the reading was kind of going on and like when I would be conscious of what was channeling through me, I was like, I don't know, it was kind of hard, harder to come out because I wanted to know what they were going to say. <laughs> um, and this is such a personal topic for me, right? So it's an absolutely gorgeous channeling. It's so helpful. And I just, I offer it up to you. I offer it up to you and I hope that you will join me on the other side of this so we can dive in a little bit more. I want to share with you how this is like not only coming to life for me in regards, well, it's, it comes with a major uncovering of my purpose on this planet and I want to share it with you. It's exciting news and I think it's also interesting to share because then you can kind of see a bit about how, how intuition works, how these paths, how our paths unfold, you know. My life has like utterly been broken apart the last three years since I shut down a business where I had encountered a piece of my purpose. And when you're someone like me who has looked for it your entire life, um, and I know we have lots of people on this show who say don't look for it, and I'm I'm all for that. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I was born into this life. Like even as a kid, I was like, I have a purpose. I'm here to do something. What is it? I gotta know. And I'm such an action-oriented lady that it's like I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, because I'm ready to do it. 
Um, and of course, when we're looking, we want, we want it, we, we chase it, right? It, we just are continually chasing it. It's, it's not coming to us. So I'm really excited to share not only more about this message and more about rejection, but this exciting uncovering that I have. And also more about what is going to be coming through. Well, the deal is, like I shared on the very first intro episode of this podcast, you're on a journey with me. And I don't know if you've been listening since way back then. Um, There's a lot of freaking good shows, y'all. So definitely check them out. Um, But it's been this evolution. And... It's just crazy to me that things are starting to get really clear. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking and stop being so excited here. (laughs) And we'll be back in just a minute. Okay. Enjoy the reading. I'll see you on the other side. Rejection. There's little else on this planet that causes so much pain. Just the energy of it causes the body to tighten up, to feel rigid, to impose walls. Sandstorms. to build up walls that sandstorms could not even breach. For there is so much that comes through an onslaught of rejection. There is a myriad of feelings, emotions, physical reactions that take place when someone experiences rejection. And rejection can come from so many places. It can come when applying for a job or at work with a family member a friend who isn't feeling so friendly. It can come from a lover. It can even come from your very own children. Yes, rejection It is one of those things that can stop you in your tracks. For it goes to the very depths of who you are as a human. In fact, you were born into this world feeling rejection. 
for you had passed through the dark veil. Your sight had been removed. You no longer understood where or who you are. When your spirit had for so long and at a deep level, it knew something was missing. Therefore, it feels rejection. It goes through the many questions of what is it that I've done to end up here? Why is it that I can't use this body the way I'm meant to? You always wonder why babies scream and cry. It is this very frustration they feel feeling left and abandoned in a body that isn't theirs, yet it is. This feeling of rejection is carried with you throughout your life because you continually experience it. Not tall enough to ride the ride not fast enough to join the team, not pretty enough to get the guy, not smart enough to win your parents' approval. And on and on it goes. Therefore, rejection is a very personal emotion that plugs each and every one of you. This is why your worth and the question of your worth is always top of mind until you discover your worth for yourself. For therein lies the only method towards healing the deep dugout lines of rejection. You must be able to find within yourself the ability to overcome what the world says for what it is that you know at your very core, that you are infinite, that you are finite, that you are wonder and awe, that you have no boundaries even in this boundary, that you are eternal love, that there is nothing that can stop you, prevent you 
from fulfilling each and every want and need that serves in your highest and best while living on your planet. But it's all about the insides. It's all about how you learn to build a relationship with yourself What kind of foundation will you build it upon? One that relies on achievement, material gain, physical appearance? Or will you build it on the tried and true that lies deep within the depths of you? For only through healing this part of yourself will you begin to truly experience the realness of who you are. It is true that some deal with rejection in a much more personal way. They are additionally sensitive to its tentacles. They feel stings at the slightest pull. Whereas others are able to withstand rejection. Do not believe any less of yourself, despite which camp you reside in, for both are equal, equally the same. It is simply the path you are walking on. And it doesn't matter which side you feel more of. You both experience those same inner questions. Am I worthy? Can I do this? Am I enough? We wish to say with a resounding yes in all capital letters that you are, you are, and will always be. But it's up to you To find this light within yourself. To know that the world's rejection is just that, the world's. It cannot touch you or harm you. If you know your own worth, not by erecting walls, triggering reactions, or defensively staying away from everyone. 
<laughs> we know that staying away from everyone is a good plan at times, yet it's not the solution, nor will it do anything to fill the depths of you that need to understand their worth outside of your material world. For the world will seek to tell you that your worth and value can be piled up in the amount of money you have, the jobs that you've taken, the titles you wear, the people you partner up with, the way in which you look to the outside world. But none of this matters. None of it fills the holes of rejection unless you yourself alone know that you are worthy, that you have worth by doing nothing, that there is no achievement that can ever wash away the excess that rejection leaves streaked upon your exterior windows. Nothing but love. Love for yourself. Love for where you're at. Love for who you are. Love at any moment for your pitfalls and failures, shortcomings, the ways in which you believe that you are not good enough. Yes, love even that. Love, love, love. It heals all. We wish to tell you, friends, that through this finding of love for yourself, even in your deepest, darkest moments, when you want to crawl up in a ball of shame, when you want to hide from the world, when you think you are so awful that you will never be lovable, especially in these moments, Find love for yourself. And rejection will become a faded memory. All right, all right, we are back. I've calmed down a little bit, maybe. <laughs> I listened to the reading as well. So isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Make sure you definitely hit me up and um, let me know what you think. 
because I'm curious. I'm also curious to know like how rejection plays out for you. What I found really interesting about the reading was that, you know, it talks about how we feel rejection from like day one in our lives, you know, and how it just continuously plays out in all sorts of different ways. I, um, (laughs) I think about my, my little nephew, um, my second nephew, he's, oh, he just turned one, he's a Libra, and, you know, man, is he, he gets fussy sometimes, and it's always interesting to me, even with my first nephew, it was like, I knew when they were getting fussy that it was like, and I'm sure that you know this too, but, um, it's like there's something going on there, and they're just, they're just frustrated, you know, like, and I always thought, like, it's got to be really hard to be a baby. Like, who the heck wants to be? I know when I was young, all I could think of was how much, like, how much I wanted to be an adult. I mean, literally. And I don't regret that a bit. Like, I don't, I'm not one of these people who looks back and is like, oh, I wish I could go back and be a kid. I wish I could go back to high school. Hell no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, like, one of my best days in life was when I turned 16 and got my first car and so I could drive well actually I should say my bike first of all that was my my first taste of freedom (laughs) but um and I mean I just I wanted to be out of my parents house I didn't want anyone telling me what to do I didn't want any of that um but you know being a kid I mean like it's hard being an adult is also hard But we don't have a lot of, you know, the same things going on in our life. However, we're dealing with other things, right? Rejection experienced as a, you know, in in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s and on, it's very different. And I know the older that we get, the more detached we become from it, if we're doing our work, right? If we're doing our work. Um, But rejection is just one of those things that no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you're going to experience it. You know, even if you go by like a cabin out in the woods where there's nobody around and 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 you try to go out and find food, right? Like maybe you're going to go fishing. Well, guess what? The fish are going to reject you. <laughs> you're not just going to go out there and be automatically simple or uh, successful. You know what I mean? Like the deer are going to run from you. Like <laughs> it's not going to work. Um, out exactly how you want. Or if you're planting things, guess what? You know, other animals might come and eat it or your seeds may not germinate or whatever the case may be. Like life, life bypasses us. And if we're really sensitive, then we're constantly feeling rejected. And so those of us who are overly sensitive to it can really struggle in life, right? But even those of us who aren't super sensitive to it, I mean, it's, it's happening all the time. And how do we learn how to be okay with rejection? How do we learn to find our center and our ground? I loved, loved, loved when the message shared that it's a matter of self-worth. I mean, it was like, oh, I had to let go in the reading just so it would actually like channel through me because <laughs> I kind of kept stopping it up a bit. Um, and when I listened back to it the first time, especially after reading the transcript, it was just like, this is so gorgeous. It's so beautiful. It's so rightly put, you know, we, we are just questioning who we are. We're questioning our self-worth at every turn. 
Oprah talks about how it's always fascinating to her that literally every single person that she interviews, doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter how well-known they are, doesn't matter any of that, when it's over, they're like, was it good? Did I do well? Was it a good interview? Was it a good taping? You know, like whatever. And that she's also taken from that, that it's like we are all questioning our self-worth. We're all wanting to be seen. We're all wanting to be good enough. And so, man, I just feel like that is so powerful in regards to being a key to truly finding freedom within our life and within ourself, you know? And especially where the world is at right now. Because I think that, you know, like tempers are so heavy. There's there's just so much going on. There's so much divisiveness and polarization and you're wrong, I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, these kinds of attitudes that not only are we feeling rejected because of potentially our beliefs or what we see or how we view the world, but also potentially from people we love and know in our life just because they're overwhelmed with the stress of it all, right? And A, I think this is something for us to really take into account in regards to how we view the world, like change the perspective, you know, flip the script. When someone is upset with you, they're triggered by you or they're hurt by you or you know what I mean? Like they're probably feeling rejected on some level. Something's happening and it it may have absolutely nothing to do with you. But rejection is really like a root emotion. Like it gets down there deep. Obviously, the very root of it is fear. It's fear of not being worthy. And no one can teach us that but ourselves. Isn't it crazy to think that, you know, there's this all this idea that we're born into this life and we're supposed to have the education. We're supposed to marry the mate. We are supposed to have the house, have the have the job, do the things, blah, 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 blah. Make sure like we're in shape and da, 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 da. But guess what? None of that, none of it actually builds up our self-worth. Like none of it, not even a little bit. It might like momentarily, but none of it. (laughs) You know, like some of the most beautiful people I've ever met were also some of the most like terrorized like I know for myself for whatever reason you know like I've got a cute face and thanks to both my parents who are beautiful people but like I just wanted to blend the hell in when I was younger I I was not trying to have all the attention that I got not by any means um and I'm not even like you know like a model or like you know I'm, I'm not one of those people so I I look at that and I'm just like no thanks <laughs> um because, you know, when, when, when we don't get that thing then, you know, like when we lose the job or we lose the mate or we lose our physical appearance, which all of those things are, are going to be on shaky ground, absolutely. We're going to fall apart. We're going to question ourselves when we never needed to. And like I was talking about, you know, prior to this reading, I mean, rejection has been so real in my life. It's been visceral for me. You know, I, I've, I shared this before in the people-pleasing episode, but like when I was younger, I was scared to tell my roommates when I was upset about something because I felt like they would reject me. 
you know, and, and I still deal with like telling friends how I really feel about something because I'm, I'm, I don't want them to reject me. I think that they're just going to like be like, oh, whatever, Anna, you don't matter. And so I don't care if you're mad and whatever, we don't even need to be friends anymore. And I don't know if you're like that. Um, and if you're not, and you're not someone who's really that affected, cheers to you. <laughs> um, like I shared before, my, my partner, he's, he's pretty unaffected. He grew up in a household where he was rejected intensely. And I think that that's kind of part of his makeup, you know? And I don't know how good or bad or whatever that is. Um, I don't really know, but I do know it's a superpower. That's what I see it as. <laughs> a superpower. Because it's always been so crippling to me. And over the last three years, um, since I shut down that business, you know, where I had found a piece of my purpose... And the thing is, is like when you start finding a piece of your purpose, like, oh man, does it feed you and your self-worth, but still not on the level that actually feeds your self-worth, right? Like it's more, it's more ego. It's more like, I don't even really know how to classify it, honestly. Um, because bottom line, like true self-worth has nothing to do with our material anything, but there was something about connecting with my purpose that fed, you know, my self-worth like never before. And, and since then, I've been like grappling at everything, trying to get it back. And mainly through achievement, mainly through like, oh, I got this big client or I did this big thing or I learned this thing and achievement, achievement, achievement. Um, which, if you know anything about the Enneagram, I am a three. I am an achiever, <laughs> but, but that's not, you know, like I can achieve all day long and at the end of the day, I still have to come home to me. So if I don't feel good about myself, if I don't like myself, if I don't have self-worth, then it's not going to feel like a successful day. You know what I mean? At least not for long. And I just, I wanted to bring this to you because it's so freaking powerful. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. I am... I think this year, specifically here now in 2021, it it really started, rejection started coming to the forefront for me last year in regards to me seeing lesson after lesson pop up that A, not only I was aware of, but B, it was like, whoa, I need to start working on this. I need to start distancing myself from this. I need to start um, pulling back so that I can start cultivating this within myself. And I talk a lot about on this show, you know, especially this year about the importance of like cultivating a rich inner spiritual life. And this is part of it, you know, the, the quote for this show, when you invest in yourself, the world benefits. Yeah, that was such a download to me back in 2016 when I got that quote. It just like it relates to everything. Um, but Literally, right? When we invest in building up our own self-worth, we benefit the world. It's crazy. So what I wanted to share with you, this just incredible thing that happened to me. And um, first of all, I hope that you will listen to this reading again and again and again and again. Anytime that you are feeling rejected, anytime that you are feeling hurt, I mean, I read through a list of different words, you know, whether it's abandonment, just freaking anything, right? Like this is medicine, <laughs> truly. Um, so 
a few weeks ago. It was just the wildest thing. I came across this like workbook. I, I was actually purging some uh, digital files and I came across this workbook that I had downloaded uh, about the gene keys. The gene keys were created, um, well, they were channeled through um, by a man called Richard Rudd. He's a teacher, mystic. He's an award-winning poet. Um, he, oh, the way he speaks is so beautiful and elegant and powerful. And anyway, um, but this man went through a massive, mass, massive, massive spiritual, I don't even know what, um, and, and was given this information about the gene keys and then assimilated it over a period of time and then actually brought it out to the world. And he's been teaching it for, I think, decades at this point. Um, if you are familiar with the human design, which I talk about a decent amount on this show and, and have uh, utilized with my clients, it is basically what kind of really brings human design to life as far as I'm concerned. And, and they were kind of created and um, human design was definitely created first and the gene keys came afterwards. Um, anyway, but um, it is just this amazing modality that gives you such a deep, rich perspective on who you are. Um, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, what you're here to do, all the things. So I came across this worksheet and it was wild because I had had this tiny voice that had been popping up for like two weeks and it was like jinkies, jinkies. And I mean, it was like so small and quiet and random that it wasn't even something that was like, oh, I need to go check out jinkies. Like me coming across this workbook was <laughs> meant to happen. And so I dove into my Gene Key profile, pulled it up, looked it up, started reading through it, um, was like, wow. And I had purchased the Gene Keys book earlier this year um, to utilize with my um, human design readings. And so it was already something that I had in place. But when you look up your profile, they share an audio about whatever key is your life's work. Mine is the 43rd gene key. And that is like literally what I'm here to do. And it was so wild to me because it was like, you're the original creative rebel. <laughs> um, you do not need to step out of society, but you will have to live one that allows you to integrate with others, but still gives you absolute freedom of expression. Um, and basically, I am someone who is meant to, like, I mean, it just, it made me laugh when I saw, like, you're the original creative rebel. Because, and what he talked about in his audio was like, you know, you're someone who is massively uh, rebellious towards everything, but not like in some, like, like mean, tough kind of way, but more so with like a curious slant to it, right? So when I was in high school, I would go through periods of time where I just refused to go to school and I would skip many, many days at a time, really until I got caught and got in trouble and then I'd have to go back. Um, especially if it was like a, a semester where I didn't have classes like English or journalism, which I never missed. But um, 
And I would get, you know, inevitably pulled into the principal's office, uh, Mr. Shields. <laughs> what's up if you ever listen to this? Um, and he was always like, Anna, what's going on? You know, and I was like, Mr. Shields, I am not learning information that I can use in my real life. And furthermore, the teachers are more bored than I am to teach, to be here. So why do I want to learn from them? And he couldn't argue with me. He knew I wasn't just some troublemaker, you know, who was out like causing ruckus or these kinds of things when I didn't come to school. I just wanted to be challenged. I wanted to learn things that I could actually utilize, you know, like don't even get me started on how broken our, our, our school systems are in regards to what they teach. I mean, that don't even get me started. <laughs> um, but point being, like, I had a legitimate argument and he couldn't disagree with me. And um, that's just kind of who I am. But what's really crazy about this creative rebel is it's like, so with any gene key, there's three levels. And um, let's see, there is um, the shadow, the gift, and the city. So the shadows, like my challenge, the gift is my creativity, and then the city is like the top of the top. Like that's my highest, you know, the highest place I could possibly be in this particular gene key. The, the highest I could go, it's my essence. Um, and I was listening to this audio about the 43rd gene key and it was very cool because um, of course so much of this is about learning how to accept myself you know and learning how to be at peace with that um, and because I am so different from everybody else and instead of trying to fit in which I would say I've definitely done my life because it was like, I just wanted things to be simple because everything has been, <laughs> everything has been complicated for me in my life because I am different. And so I dove into this and at the very end of it, he was like, and finally, a really incredible thing about this particular gene key is that it is one of the seven sacred seals. And the seven sacred seals when those keys are activated in their city, i.e. Their, their essence, their highest form, they can change the world. And so it's the, the seven uh, seals are very, very important. And I want to read to you what it says about this particular gene key. What it is that, and mind you, again, just to reiterate, this is my life's work. It's what I'm here to do. So the 43rd city is special in another way in that it is one of the seven gene keys that provides a portal for grace to move into the world of form. Mind you, one other crazy synchronicity to this is my name means grace. <laughs> and when I was young, I would always joke like grace, like none of which I have because I was like super clumsy and would trip all over myself and another story for another day. But um the 43rd city represents the opening of the fourth seal, which releases the profound human fear of rejection and opens the hearts of all individuals. This city has a powerful destiny within the human genome to create mass breakthroughs across entire gene pools and thus open up the borders and boundaries that separate our communities and countries. 
when I heard this and he wasn't like reading that verbatim, he was talking, I stopped dead in my tracks. I couldn't like my, my, my breath stopped my, like everything stopped because it was just like, holy shit. Did he just say that I'm here to heal rejection? <laughs> Mind you, this is like my biggest life's like pitfall. <laughs> and I have been thinking, I mean, it's been about a week since I uncovered a little bit more than a week actually. And I've been thinking about this constantly. And the more I sit with it, the more I know with my entire being that it's, it's, it's truth. It is full and total and complete truth. I heard once from a really beautiful woman um, that if you want to find your purpose, you uncover your deepest pain. And when I had thought about that, the first word that came to me was injustice. But what is injustice? It's rejection, right? It's saying you're not good enough. It's saying you can't join the party. You can't make as much as this other person. You can't have this place in society because of your skin color or your sexual preference or you know what I mean? Like injustice. It's rejection. And I mean like I like I remember sitting in this class once and, and this is just how I am naturally. It's like I remember sitting in a class of someone else's once and, and she was like speaking to different people and there was this one person and I could just tell he was broken inside. He didn't like himself at all. He was just, you know, overwhelmed with rejection and I wanted nothing more than to go up and wrap my arms around him and like make him better. And that has been me my entire life. Anytime I come across people like that, um, I'm just like, I want to love into them. I want to breathe life into them. I want to help them remember who they are and, and what they're made of. Um, and I share this with you because not only is it like incredible news and such an amazing uncovering and like my brain, you know, my business brain's already like, <laughs> I want to do this and I want to do this. Like, um, but like, this is how life is. This is how it works. I chose to come in and to experience the deep pain of rejection my entire life, to understand all the ways in which it has caused me to fall short, to be less, so that I can heal it. Because I have to tell you, I have embraced my enemies in the midst of like, situations because when I saw them feeling rejected because I never want someone to feel rejected so it didn't matter that they were like my so-called enemy or that we were fighting in the midst of that as soon as I saw that rejection in them I had to help I had to rescue them so this isn't just for people I like I mean like this is like the core of me and I hope that you utilize this as like an ex as an example and start thinking about for yourself, like, what is it? What is it? And and you can look up your Gene Key profile for free <laughs> if you want to. We'll definitely have links in the show notes um, to do that. And and you know, be my guest. Dive in. 
Um, but think about, I mean, like, what beauty, what, what absolute perfectness is that? You have to understand that we are the ones who set up our life, what it is that we want to experience, what it is that we want to overcome, what it is that we want to heal and grow and experience in this lifetime. And I, I with others, because we, we make our life plans with others, guides, um, chose this. When we despise all of the hard times that we've gone through and all the pains that we have, we don't realize that that's, that's our message. That's our, that's our gift. It gives us compassion to be able to help others with the same exact thing. Joyce Meyer, she's like a Christian teacher, preacher. She'd probably cringe if, you, if someone called her preacher to her face. Um, we don't agree on a lot of things, and that's totally okay. The woman's amazing. She's incredible. Her life story blows me away. Um, I've talked about her on this podcast before. She was raped just like horrifically by her father and anyone he could like, you know, feed her out to, um, in her childhood. Her mother knew about it and like chose to look away and like, just crazy. And, and she was like one of the first people in the Christian community, certainly like the teachers who actually came out and was open about it, was talking about it and didn't try and hide it or cover it up. And, um, and really ushered in this massive discussion about sexual assault within the church. And um, anyway, but she always says, my mess, your miracle. And that's what this is. What is so gorgeous about this is that if we are able to heal with rejection within ourselves, then we become friendly. That was what Richard Rudd shared in his, in his, in the audio about the 43 gene key. We become friendly. We, we, we reconnect with our deep feelings of friendliness. You know, it's like when, when you see like a devastation happen, right? A tsunami or something crazy like this, like what happens? People reach out, right? They raise money, they show up to help. That's what's at the core of us as humans. When our hearts are open, like nothing can stop us from giving from, you know, not caring about gender or sexual preference or your faith or like any of those things that divide us at all times of day and all the time. None of it matters because we see another human hurting and in pain. And that's where all the power is. That's where all the power is. So just kind of in closing, I really want to encourage you to to think about rejection in your own life and think about the role that it's playing. Think about how you can start overcoming it. And I have to tell you, like, I'm still on this journey myself, but I, I, I am absolutely learning things and I'm going to share more with you. And I want to help in whatever way that I can, you know, and if that's just by sharing my messy journey, which is exactly what it is, then I'm happy to do so. <laughs> um, because I think that if we can overcome rejection, if we can open our hearts to humanity, like, or I should say, if we can overcome rejection, we can open our hearts to humanity. And then think about the world that we can change. Think about the impact that we can have. Think about what it is that we can do. 
It's limitless. All right. I just want to say thank you so much again for being here, especially if you've hung out with me for this long. I am a quality time love language person. So when I say thank you for spending your time with me, like I legit mean it. (laughs) I hope that this message served you. I hope that it spoke to your heart. I hope that it gets you all excited about yourself and what your own life's work might be. And yeah, I just hope it lights a fire within you or uncovers something because you are needed on this planet. You are here for a purpose. You have something that we all need. And I think that a part of being able to uncover it happens in the midst of developing our self-worth. All right, friends. Much love to you. Much love to you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Have a great uh, um, eclipse little season (laughs) for the first part. If I can be of service to you anyway, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you are feeling lost or any of those things, make sure to shoot me an email, book an Akashic reading. I'm here. I'm happy to help. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave me a review or at least a rating on iTunes. It really makes a big difference. And don't forget to sign up for the email list. Much love. (laughs) And as always, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.